0: You are listening to The Phoenix Podcast with UK Life and Wellbeing Coach, Zoe Thompson. Meaningful and light-hearted conversations packed with hints, tips and advice to help you live the life that you want with confidence.
1: Like, subscribe, share and make sure you stay tuned to create the tomorrow you want while learning to love your today. Uh, Good morning everybody, I am Zoe from Phoenix Coaching and I am joined this morning by Jack Cook from Beyond the Brand, uh, one of my favorite video creatives out there. So you are tuning in to Fire 5 at Phoenix. So if you have not joined or watched any of the previous sessions, this is the format. So I invite people in or people invite themselves in and they ask me five questions, five questions of their choice. Now, the only the only rule is is that they have to ask one question on the month's topic, and this top this month the topic is on communication, which is again all of our guests this month have been in the world of communication. So Helen, um, as a facilitator, the other Helen is a hypnotherapist, and Nick, who is a guest speaker. So your world of communication is slightly different, communicating through video so do you want to tell us a
0: little bit about who you are and what you do yeah so 20 years of making video in all different capacities whether that's uh privately um, when i was younger uh you know just messing about with my brothers in the in the back garden or you know uh, when i first I had my first business uh right through to working you know broadcasting um you know, television broadcasting um right through to now which is pretty much social media is the to go-to is where everybody should be. It's where everybody should be making an impact. Um, I just help businesses build trust uh, between them and their current consumer uh, and the next customer, next client, um, by putting them out there as uh, you know, a thought leader or you know, somebody to go to in their industry. Uh, I do that by a video. Uh, a lot of it's storytelling. A lot of it's you know, uh, answering the customer questions. Making sure that you're on brand, customer-focused. Uh, and creating content, uh, consistent content, um, just to make sure that people know who you are, and what you do and why they should trust from you. And when they trust from you, they buy from you. True,
1: true. It's, it's one of those things, isn't it, that everybody knows it's really important, but lots of people still shy away from.
0: Absolutely. You're vulnerable. You're putting your uh, message out there, you're putting your face and name to it, you're putting your personality to it, all those nooks and crannies you don't like about yourself. You're putting it all out there on video, you know. Um, and I think you know for the most it's it's all sort of self-consciousness it's mm-hmm. not about what other people are reflecting on it's what you know how self-conscious you are about what you see when you look back at your own videos um and that's the hardest thing for people to get over absolutely
1: yeah i think one of the things that certainly took <clears throat> took me by surprise when i first started doing this um a couple of years back now is that you know this it's watching yourself on camera as you're talking so yeah. but for people who haven't gone live before or whilst I'm sitting here talking to Jack or whilst I'm on a Facebook live I'm yeah. actually looking at myself so it's not talking yeah. to an audience it's like sitting in front of a mirror and having a conversation with yourself which is yeah it takes a little bit of getting used to doesn't it and it, you, you become yeah. very aware so right now I'm becoming very aware of my mannerisms I become very aware of my facial expressions, yeah. how much eyebrows dance around—it's all of those things that you don't necessarily yeah. see when you have a like normal conversation. So I think that's for yeah. me that was the biggest obstacle to get over—is <clears throat> you know just sitting and looking at yourself while you're talking.
0: Yes, um, and you know there is there is a name that I, I use or the title you know could be used in various ways called familiarity principle because. We're so used to seeing ourselves in a mirror and we're so used to seeing ourselves, um, you know, in, in our normal parents. So actually, when we see it flipped, it's not the same person we yeah. see every day. So you become aware of all those little mannerisms and you start picking up on all those little bits. You know, I'm very handsy. If you watch my videos, I don't even know I'm doing it. but I'm like, this. you know, I'm, I'm raving, you know, um, you know, if, but people could be self-conscious of those things. And uh, it is, a yeah, it's absolutely it's about watching yourself back. But you become used to that. You might not like mm-hmm. it, but you become used to it.
1: Yeah, you do. You do you do definitely get used to it and you get you just get more familiar with how it how it looks. Like. And I think eventually it's for me, it's almost like I see past that now. It's like I, yes. I see past that I'm talking to myself and picture millions yeah. of people and on every yeah. word that we say. <laughs> I, I <laughs>
0: <think not>. have <laughs> to battle with that is um is yeah you know, when you when you sort of see yourself uh, you know back it's, it's just getting used to it and just doing it constantly um, like I said you won't you won't ever get used to it but you just need to be you need to be doing it practicing um, and yeah you, you kind of yeah do see past that and you start to see the bits that you do like or if, if you can get from A to B and get your message across yeah and just be wary that when you're in a meeting when you're doing a one to one when you're networking when you're you know a business showcase whatever it is. The way you come across is how people see you anyway, yeah. Just, just putting that on camera, you're just not used to seeing it yourself, yeah. Uh, it's,
1: it's not anything
0: new to anybody else, it's just, just new to you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I will say that in the long term, the benefits far outweigh your self consciousness. Do it, hate it for as long as you need to, <laughs> do it, whatever. Yeah. Eventually, that you will reap the rewards. Um, and suddenly, people you know, are calling, they're emailing, they're saying, Look, I saw your video. Can do? Yeah, um, yeah, so, and
1: certainly from from my point of view, putting videos and and things up on on whether it's on the website or whether it's on YouTube, there's a lot of people who sort of have a little scroll through and have a have a look because it helps get to know the get to know the person behind the website, and I think it's a really good yeah. way of, of getting that across. So Absolutely. today you are here with five questions for me. So five questions that I have not seen. So yeah. I have. No
0: idea what you're going to ask me. No, do
1: you want to hit me with the first
0: question? First question. This is actually, um, this is kind of going off video entirely, but I think you're a good person to ask this question to. It's a double-barrelled answer, I think, only if you want to answer it double-barrelled. Okay. Um, I've had, sadly, I've lost friends to suicide. Um, Mm And mental illness, particularly in this time that we're going through at the moment, is you know so prevalent. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people, and I had I had a friend who was a bit too proud. I'm very vocal. When I'm angry, you'll know about it. <laughs> you know, I don't get angry too often. But when I am, you know, I'm going to tell you that I'm angry. He didn't. And I asked him about that one day. And he said, well, I'll just keep it bottled inside. Sadly, he's no longer with us. Um, and, but, you know, so for me how does firstly how does the the person suffering take that initial step to communicate their emotions no matter how proud they are how they're manning up or whatever it was Mm. and also if you can see the signs or you feel like there might be something there as a family member as a friend how do they communicate you know with that person
1: yeah, definitely a, a two-pronged answer, two-pronged question. Um, I might actually answer that in reverse, actually, if that's okay. I, might, uh, in in terms of people from the outside looking in, um, I think we we get used to especially with family and friends and probably with colleagues as well um we get used to what somebody's norm looks like what somebody's normal looks like yeah so quite often it's us who pick up on the changes before the individual themselves notices that sometimes that there's changes in behavior or changes in in how how they are with people so i think the you know it's it's so difficult, isn't it? Because I think sometimes when we're really busy, and sometimes we get caught up in our own stuff, and so we we'll stop paying quite as much attention. So I think it is, and especially at the moment. Um, but also, if you know you've got friends who who struggle and who have dips, even if they've had some really good times recently, if you know that they are um, that, that they are somebody who dips quite frequently, is just keeping that check-in process in place. Um, you know, and and it is difficult because we, we we all live busy lives, but we you know it is important to, to check in. Um, so I think it's looking out for those signs um, yeah. and recognizing when you see those changes of of making sure that you increase that check in. From the other side, from 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 people who are struggling. Um, there are the chances are as a family member or a friend, nine times out of 10, when you check in, you might not get a response because that person isn't ready to talk or doesn't feel in, you know, the energy for talking because that, you know, for some people who are really struggling, the energy to try and explain how you feel when you don't understand it yourself is, is a tough ask. So if you are at a low point and you can't even work out what's going on, The energy that is needed to try and explain that to somebody else who might not understand it. I mean, if you don't understand it yourself, how can you ask a family member to understand it? You know, How can you find the words or the ways to describe it? So I think it's just recognising that you might message the same person nine times and it might only be the 10th time that you get a response. And just give people that space and just give people that space to step into when they have the energy to do that but no response doesn't mean that they don't want you to contact necessarily it might just be that they've not got that energy to do that that day or at that time Um, I think one of the best questions to ask as a friend or family member is how can I support you what do you need from me what can I do for you Um, how can I help you with this and not give uh, you know I (laughs) uh there's a lot of advice out there at the moment but there's a lot of things that you should you know lots of people telling people what they should be doing and there isn't a set answer for this um i think it's just leaving your support very open what do you need from me what can i do to help you what can i do how can i support you with this Um, and just keep your offers of support really open and keep them frequent and and give people that opportunity to step forward um i think not asking people to or not putting any pressure on people to explain how they feel can also help because if they're not working that out for themselves it's it's a tough ask for them to work that out for you um you know I think sometimes it's like you know asking people you know how are you you feeling today is there anything I can do to help you know and, and leaving that door open for them to whether they want to call, whether they want to text, whether they want to meet up, of just leaving it very open. Um, for individuals who do find it really tough to talk, I think there are so many different methods of communicating yeah. that actually, te- whether it's a text message or a voice note or a video call, or you know, whether it is just going for a walk with somebody and having that conversation, I think it's just leaving it open to them to, to yeah. do what they feel comfortable with. Um, but I think you know, like you said, you had a friend who's not who who wasn't able to to talk that through. I think for some people, just talking about normal things yeah. is helpful you know sometimes people you know if you think especially with with mental health and mental illness, it is in your head twenty four seven you know, so then being surrounded by people with the best of intentions who then want to talk to you about it is just it's just repeating the issue for some people um Mm -hmm. so actually sometimes just having a normal conversation talking about normal things sometimes even talking about your problems to give them something else to talk about and focus on something that's a little lighter can really help um so i think it's that it's leaving it very much open to the individual of them sharing what's going on when when they're comfortable with how they're comfortable and leaving leaving that open um you know you mentioned emotions and, and things like that i think if you from 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 both sides of it if you know that you have certain you know some people call them red flags you know if yeah. you know there's certain warning signs that you are starting to dip call them out call them out for what they are and share that with people around you okay when you see this yeah you know tell me that you are seeing it and i will be open to having that conversation with you certainly a lot of people that i work with especially when i'm working with the family members as well it's helping them to understand okay you you recognize what do you see when the person is becoming unwell what do you see and what does the individual see or feel that's different and helping them to have that conversation. So they have that openness around what it looks like, what it feels like, yeah. um, but also that permission, if you like, of when you see this, sit me down and let's have a, have a conversation. And I might not wanna hear it, but I will sit down and I'll, I'll, I'll hear you yeah. out and we'll, we'll have that conversation so that I know that support is, is there and I've got that reminder of that support. It's exhausting for all people involved you know and i think there's a lot of support for individuals who come through it not enough by any means but there is support from there there isn't a huge amount of support for family members and helping people to understand how they can support friends and family so i think just from you know i think from the things that i've learned over the years just keep keep it open and keep yeah. it frequent. And if no response doesn't mean they don't want to hear from you, it just means they, they might not have the energy to reply to you today. And that's, that's okay, just give them the space to do that.
0: I I really appreciate you saying a lot of that. It resonates so greatly with me. I mean, I, I personally suffer from anxiety and that does lead to depression. I've had some really dark, bad days where I just want to curl yeah. up and forget about it, everything. Fortunately, I haven't got to any, any bad, bad place in my life. Um, and I think it's you know it very much is a taboo subject you know still, which is unfortunate. I mean, it's becoming uh, more and more at the forefront of you know from employment right through to sort of the household. Um, for me, the, the, the biggest deviation of it is one. I just I tell my misses I'm on crap day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, can we just chill? Um, yeah. uh, and also. My, like i go through that and i go through my ups and downs and my wife is just real chill like she's just so cool about things like things phase her but they don't phase her to the point she's just like come on we're gonna get on with this or i'm gonna have a day off today and then tomorrow i'm gonna deal with this like very much like that without bringing the emotions into it too much yeah um and so she doesn't she understands but she doesn't she has not had the experience should we say mm-hmm. um so it's very uh, my best thing I like to do is if it comes up, let's say on a program, a TV program, or um, I just go what well, the way they're describing what they're talking about there. That's that's what I go through sometimes, yeah. And it out so she kind of knows what, what you know, she can see a description of it. Um, yeah. I, I think the best one as well when it comes to anxiety, if anybody's had, ever had beer fear, you know, you've had a few too many drinks on a Saturday and Sunday morning, you catastrophize everything. That's anxiety like mm-hmm. you know, Whatever. Um, yeah so you know i know it's hard for people to talk but once you do start talking about it you start to realize that people are actually more willing to listen to you and mm-hmm. actually quite proud of you for, for doing so so if that helps somebody then you know, take it on board please
1: i think one 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 thing that might help and it's something that i use in 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 um coaching calls quite often in i'm not i work with <coughs> excuse me i work with analogies and metaphors a lot um because yeah. i uh, t- i'm quite a visual person so i tend to, yeah. to work with images and, and pictures um, but one way that is a good way to help describe sometimes especially when when you don't have the words to describe it is to use right. an analogy or a metaphor yeah. so if you know uh if you were to describe something and say look this it feels like wading through mud or it Feels like you know my um, you know I have noise cancelling headphones on all of the time. Everything's very muffled. You know you can use an analogy or a metaphor that helps people say, okay, I don't know what you're going through, but when you describe it like that, I know I know how that feels. I know yeah. I can imagine that. So sometimes it's you know I uh, a close friend who 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 um, has. As their challenges you know we we talk about in the analogy they use as a wave you know today i'm riding the wave and it's like okay how, how big is the wave today okay today it's like a right freaking tsunami okay but wow. you know and then other days it's like okay i am on my feet i am on the board i am i am riding this wave today you know so i think sometimes if you especially if you are in in conversation with people a lot of the time if there's an analogy that you can find that works for you and then you work with that analogy so okay today yeah. this is this is we've got rough seas today yeah, and yeah. i um, you know i keep going going up, you know, but to, you know, the next day, Great. okay, I'm up on my feet and I am like Hawaii 5 and today <laughs> is good. Now, you can play about with that analogy that you, you don't yeah. need to find the words to go, okay, today is not a good day and go tsunami day and that's it. They know not exactly right. what you mean. They know where they're going with it and it means you don't have to find the words and try and yeah. describe that. So that, yeah, that might yeah. be some people who especially if you're living with someone who has ups and ups and downs of finding an ana- you know ask them for an, an-, an analogy or a metaphor that helps describe how they feel that means then you can understand it a little bit better and then yeah. just use and play about with that analogy to to kind of check in on you know each day
0: i think that's fantastic i think it sort of alleviates the, the using the words sometimes yes. the words you know, anxiety depression you know a- anything like that you, know, you don't want to say them, you just you don't, you don't feel right. Like it's,
1: no, it's a tooth environment. But words have emotions attached to them and emotions have a physical response. So yes. if we talk about words like anxiety and depression and nervous and scared and worried and da-da-da-da and all of these words they create a physical response. So sometimes avoiding using certain words that have that that un- that have that feeling or that uncomfortable feeling that comes with it, because yeah. we, we feel it before we know what it is. So when we start yeah. to attach the words to it, when we attach the words, then we get the feeling. it's this whole vicious cycle. So sometimes removing the words from the equation can really help in just talking about it in a different, in a different way. That's fantastic, Zoe. So, yeah,
0: that's really good, actually, and that's something I will move forward with. You know, and if, yeah, anybody that's watching this ought to realise that you know, if you've got mental illness, that's natural. We all yeah. have something some capacity of it. And if you've really feeling down, you know, um, just hopefully you can find a way to reach out, whichever way it is. Just go do something you like and forget about the world for a day and uh, bring yourself yeah. back. Yeah, find yeah, you know, your
1: finding your tools that empty the stress bucket is really really important um, yeah. but I think also just again that reassurance that you know a lot of the time it's you know it's it passed it will pass it will yes. it will things do get better you know and you hear that from a lot of people who've come through it say you know this time last year I was in this place you know but now I'm, I'm here you know the that uncomfortableness, that horrible feeling, it it will it will pass, and it will things do things do get better. But it, you know, I think it's just that recognition that it takes a whole lot of energy and fight to get through that every day, and it's not yeah. it's not an easy place for people to be, let alone talk about and try and explain to people.
0: <clears throat> so, which leads me uh, very well onto my uh, second question. Okay. Which uh, this is very current at the moment. You know, I'm very much an advocate. I want everybody to do well. That's just my philosophy in life. You know, if you're a hard worker or if you're somebody who's passionate about something, or you just just want to live an easy life, just go out and do whatever you need to do. But unfortunately, we are coming into a time of unemployment. Uh, it's going to be prevalent. it's just going to be loads of self doubt and fear and. You know, almost worthlessness that people are going to be feeling that gen- generally wouldn't have felt like that, especially if, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have a, a family you need to take care of and apparently <coughs> you can't because we're just where we are. Now there's going to be a lot of people going through that. What is it you would say to these people that are just about to embrace this part of their, their journey of life?
1: Uh, I had this conversation. I actually had two conversations two calls yesterday with people who work in HR and, and recruitment. And so, in both conversations, my own redundancy journey kind of came yeah. up. You know, just even just recalling some of those emotions that I went through. You know, for, for, for my redundancy, um, it's. I think it's the uncertainty at the moment for a lot of people.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I one of the things that. I talk through a lot is the change curve so I don't know whether you've ever seen it but there's um, the Kubler-Ross change curve no. and I think it's one of the most helpful tools or frameworks that I have seen so and it's it's like right back to the 50s was originally um, uh, put together on the back of research around bereavement. Um, and loss, um, and it's been evolved. It's evolved a lot over the years. Different people have used it in different ways, and it's used in organisational change, personal change, yeah. bereavement, still. Um, but what she talks about is this this curve, and you've got at the beginning of the curve the you know the the that stage one of the uncertainty of what's going to happen, and within that yeah. you've got the, the, potentially the denial the anger the frustration the blame all of these sort of emotions that go through when we when we have that first experience of of change and that those might be positive elements in there as well and then in the middle you've got this kind of big area where you go through trying to work out what you want what that looks like and then the third stage is moving into that new normal so if you think just even in the last couple of months through lockdown we had that stage one okay what is going on what's happening yeah for lots of those emotions around that at that time then we've had this period in the middle where we're all like okay well we missed some of this bit but we are enjoying some of this bit and we're looking yeah, forward of to this bit. and now you know as we start to move forward you can see people starting to try and take control of what they want in their new normal and how they can how they can kind of create that and hold on to that and it's exactly the same with that job security and potentially where you know some of these conversations are going on in businesses and people don't know what's happening you've got furlough you've got people being asked to work part-time you've got people being told that there's going to be a restructure so there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment and with that comes fear and yeah. um, it plays out for a lot of people in very different different ways so that that first step the moment is is really difficult um so i would say um and you might need to repeat the question back to me if i start to go off track but i would say
2: that's, that's
1: right it, again it's focus on what's in your control Focus on what you know, because that, the uncertainty is the bit where the fear comes in. Because when we don't know, we kind of, it's that overthinking of trying to think about all of the different options that may or may not happen. And then yes. we create this, what if, what if this, what if that, what if the other.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: May never may never happen. So yeah. focus on what is in your control. Focus on what you know, for what you're certain about. And just work with that for the moment, and it's that acceptance mindset of I don't know any of this, but at some point I will. And when I know what it is, then I will bring that into that area of focus, and that's what I'll that's what I'll look at. But I think you know, just recognizing where you are in in the change curve, and I can, yeah. I can share um, a graphic in the comments section after after we finish this. Um, but, you know, just recognizing where you are in the change curve, also. If this is happening to family members, recognise yeah. where they are, but also recognise that you're going to be somewhere on that as well, of, how, of course. how you deal with it because it will impact other people as well. Yeah. So I think there's, you know, as try and identify as much certainty as possible because yeah. it, is, it is like quicksand, isn't it? It is quicksand, it is the snow globe. We don't, you know, you can't see the picture, you can't see what you're working with, um, but there will be certain things that you know even if it's very, very snowy, because the snow globe's being shaken, you know that there are certain things in there. You just can't see them clearly at the moment, but you know that there are certain things in there. Um, So I think the more you can determine that you know, and the more you can focus on what's in your control, the rest you just need to kind of put on the list and go, okay, when when that changes, then, then we'll move it. But for now, this is where my focus is going to be. And focus on what you do want.
0: Now, yeah. There'll be
1: lots of things in there that you don't want. There'll be lots of things in there that you feel maybe quite strongly about, quite negatively about, but focus on what you do want. What, this is what's happening right now, but at the end of this, this is what I want it to look like. Yeah. Just focusing on that future, and focusing on what you do want can can be really helpful in that sort of positive focus.
0: Yeah, I, I that's, yeah absolutely. I love the whole change curve as well. Yeah, because I've, I've definitely been I call it a roller coaster actually, but <laughs> more than a curve. It, 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 and wow,
1: it does yeah. it does look like a roller coaster. And uh-huh. I think the 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 challenge of it is is that you don't just move through the curve. You know, it's not this A to Z kind of framework. You know, you you can ping pong backwards and for, forwards, and um, the way I describe it for me with um with with my redundancy was it felt. <laughs> this is why I say I I deal with images, but it felt like I was you know those bungee the, the kind of bungee ropes. You know that yeah, but, you run at the, you know like a Banksy castle, but you uh, got okay. to run you got to run at the wall and grab uh, yeah, grab yeah, the tag. Yeah. It felt like that. It felt like every time I kind of got a bit close to getting what I wanted, I got yanked back into yeah. that stage one. So every time I got near stage three of, yay, this is what the future looks like, I all feel, yeah. it's all starting to feel really positive. Something kind of pulled me back into that stage yeah. one. So it's, it's. I think that's the difficulty is, you know, know that actually it's not going to be smooth sailing, except that there will be times where you think it's all going to plan and something gets thrown into the mix but yep. no eventually you will you will come come through and, and out the other side
0: it's, yes it's it's horrible i've been there myself as well there's um it's, where where's my next paycheck coming from one yeah, thing that i
1: got... the value the value and self-worth that you mentioned Yeah that's, that's part of the challenge it's that you know, for for work, whether you are in a career that you're very passionate about, or whether you're there because it it does what it needs to do, yeah. there is that contribution. There's that significance. There's that you know it. it you are providing all that self worth of playing a role or being a part of something bigger. Yeah. Um, and so when when that changes, we have to re-identify how we meet those needs in a different in a different way. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think for me, if I, could, if I could say anything to anyone now going through that, I always think to myself there's, we're living in, a, especially in England and Britain, um, there is a support network with the government, it might not mm-hmm. be the best one, mm-hmm. be, but it can get you through it, you've got free health care, mm-hmm. free health care. Um, these are the things I used to tell myself, like, things aren't going to be as bad as I think they are, yeah. maybe that comes down to the anxiety, you know, but... Um, definitely going on my days. You know, am, am I going to be out on my backside? Am I, you know, am I going to have nowhere? To I've got family support, fortunately. If you're, yeah. you know, But there is a lot of support out there that actually you forget about when you're thinking, "I've got no money, no income." um yeah. the, the other thing as well was comparing myself to the people that didn't get me. With them, within that yeah. What's wrong with me? Why am I like that? Yeah. Your name could have been plucked out of a hat. Um, your your role just you know is redundant. There is no need for it because we're in an economic uh, you know financial downturn as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people will think it's them that's the problem. It's the business, yeah. and it's um, you know it's the current state of affairs. Yeah. Of it's it's not
1: and it's that reminder, problem. isn't it, that it's the post, not the person. But I but I do strongly believe that a lot of that is how the organization manage it and the conversations that they have with the individuals of you can you can exit an organization under those circumstances feeling valued feeling that you you know you provided a service that you you know that the time that you were there was was recognized and was valued or you can leave an organization feeling like you 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 know you've just been a pawn on, on the chessboard, you know, and you've just been. Yeah.
2: And
1: I think how people have those conversations is yeah. to a lot of how people, people feel and how they support people coming out of organizations. Yeah. And support and the message that you leave that person with when they come out is incredibly important. And I think a lot of people overlook it or they. <laughs> Um, they lack the skills or the tools to be able to deliver that.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing that's going to be a hot topic for HR you know, businesses now. And, uh, yeah. They're going in basically saying you've got to make people.
1: Yeah, but this this was the conversation Come we had work. yesterday was that, you know, we, we need to remember right now that this, this is not happening to people who have had a smooth couple of months. People yeah. are already on slightly shaky ground. And we're now adding something else, which is a significant life change to yeah. the yeah. well-being of these individuals. It might not be something that, you know, redundancy 10 years gave much attention to, but it needs yeah. to be, people need to give attention to that right now. Because people are already, you know, there's a lot of people that are already on unstable ground. I know there's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of uncertainty, a lot of pressure. Yeah. That actually adds something
2: else to that. Yeah. It's going to be
1: really tough for some people. So, the, the well being element is is going to be really important for people to take into consideration, I think.
0: Well, I'm glad you said the word well being. That kind of brings <laughs> it
1: up to the next question. Um, I, I think
0: there's a lot, you know, in, in terms of that, if I was going through anything, exercise was always my, my go to. Like, you know, it's the one thing I'm in control of my mm-hmm. body the way i work out my health nobody can take that away from me you know drastic measures of course but um but you know that's that's it and um which moves me into um you know people have been thinking a lot about exercise gyms have just opened again um people have put on that that was it they, they call it the furloughed stone or something like that or okay. lock So people are going to get back into the gym, there's going to be lots Mm -hmm. of fad diets, I know you've been on a a great story uh, of exercise, fitness and well-being, I know it's it's in your family as well, you know, know, sports and that. What do you say to people um, that are basically going to adopt a fad diet, try Mm -hmm. and lose of weight because holidays might happen soon as well, you know, people are brave enough to get away, Um, not Spain obviously, but anywhere else. so what would you say to these people that are going to go, I want the short term, I want to lose those away, I want to do this. And how can they deal with their patience when they actually realise that it's a long-term game?
1: And you're you are asking a very impatient person, so it's a good, it's a like, good question to ask. Yeah, and that's exactly how I got caught up in that short term, looking for a short term fix and ended up with a long-term problem. So um, from you know I can I can speak from experience you know you, you can find short-term fixes and it will give you a short-term answer but it will only be a short-term answer and most yeah. people who you know and um, you know I this is a, this is a, a generalization but in my experience, the number of people who I've met who've lost lots of weight through a short-term fix have not maintained it because they're not changing the habits and the behaviors that sit underneath it so you if you can focus on changing the habits and behaviors then you've got something that is future proof you've got something that's sustainable okay. you've got some you've got a lifestyle that is going to bring you those results but it is going to be slower so it, it the question is is do you do you want to be on this repeat process for the next 10 years or do you want to spend some time and put the energy and investment into fixing what creates the problem or do you you know and and actually then have not have to think about it not have to think about making good choices because they just start to become natural they become natural first choices go into the gym or exercising or whatever it is you choose to do just becomes something that you do you don't think about it anymore you don't have to invest lots of energy into making it happen it just becomes something that you do you know it's a monday night i go to spin. it's a wednesday i do this it's a sunday i go for a walk whatever that looks like you don't have to sit there and mentally gear yourself up to making good choices it just becomes part of your lifestyle becomes an unconscious Habit and behavior that has a positive impact. Ultimately, the quick fixes are gonna be there because people make big money off of them. So, but they also make a lot of money off of them because you'll be back on it again again and again. But for me, I had the short term fix but the health implications that I've had. So if you think it's 2009, 2010, we're now 2020, touch wood physically yep. healthy, but it's it's only because I have to now consciously manage the, the things that I know that are trigger that that ill yeah. health, but the the yeah. damage that was caused 10 years later still an issue. So yeah I do I do feel quite strongly about <laughs> it. But I also know that you know I lost the weight but I didn't change any of the habits and behaviours. So it yeah. wasn't until I sat down and started to really work on those through you know lots
0: of different changes that that was when it became my new normal I get that um, it's yeah it's, it's a real tough place to be because yeah you know we, we get a bit lazy during you know the summer and then you get to sort of September and you realize you got a you know a beach holiday coming up and you're just like I'm not gonna eat carbs for you know at yeah. least <laughs> I'm gonna run for five hours a day and uh yeah um I mean I've, I've noticed you know in, in the past if you look at some of the pictures I've got I, I was there um, I was very self-conscious cause I was a PT as well and uh and bless them I had this Italian family and they're very much they're like a, a chubby son basically so if I put on a little bit of weight they came in that gym and they told me I was looking healthy in their way but yeah you know, um so yeah I was yeah, very self-conscious um in terms of I was just doing all I could to try and keep that weight off um mm-hmm. yeah just eating chicken every night and all that but actually, now and during lockdown, I've been one of the fortunate ones where I've actually got back into a great routine. I'm better now than I've ever been, you know, in the last sort of six years. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got that sort of routine, but it's, it's mm. I definitely having to hold off on that patience. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not going to get slim overnight. I know. I'm not going to get a six pack. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably you know a hard heartbeat to actually reach six pack. It's not natural to have that, mm. six pack. Um, but you know. I am feeling a lot healthier, my days are brighter, I'm feeling good Um, and it is at that short term.
1: And that's the difference though isn't it? That's the difference between the sustainable lifestyle changes, you feel better, you have more energy, you feel good about what you're doing, but these short term fixes, most people who are on them don't feel great on them, they don't feel that they have lots of energy, quite often there's new changes. For women, big hormone changes, you know, there's there's lots of things that are impacted. But when it's a slow burner, lifestyle, sustainable change, <clears throat> you know, you're your it is small steps, it is small, consistent steps, but you, you you feel a lot better about it. You can see and you can feel the difference in in those changes. I you know, I know that you know that there's certain certain activities that, that make me feel, you know, in you know. I've missed spin because I really enjoyed the spin classes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but jumping around in my front room is is not for me. So over the last couple of months, I've done a lot more sort of Pilates, body balance, and and yeah, yeah. Weights, lighter weights. Um, but I do miss the I do miss the cardio. I do miss the spin. But I've also enjoyed going for walks. So yeah. you know, I've still been active, but it's been a very different active. Um, yeah. But I've learned I've learned to find other things that i've been i've enjoyed instead so you know this is this is about finding things that work for you that fit yeah. in with your priorities that fit in with your you know your life and your commitments it's not about doing what everybody else is doing and it's yeah. not about a six week you know blast and then go back to your old habits and your old behaviors because uh, you know those that's going to end up with the same results again so of you want something different you have to do something differently so
2: yeah
1: yeah, uh, yeah i'm you know I'm, I'm right with you there on the patience but <laughs> you know it's, it's it is it, what results do you want do you want a longer healthier life or do you yeah. want you know uh, to be a couple of inches smaller on the beach with a whole beach of people that have absolutely no idea who you are and probably aren't paying too much attention to you either. Uh, that's,
0: absolutely.
1: So it's, that, it's that inner confidence is what makes the difference. It's not, you know, and yes, yes, changes to your body can help that. But I also know, having spoken to lots of people who are, you know, looking at that, it's not. it's not the... It's not the size change or the change on the scale that makes them feel more confident it's the fact that they're investing in themselves that you know they are they uh they are showing their body that they value it they're showing their body that they respect it they're showing their yeah. body that it's important and that their health and longevity of life is important that's what changes up here it's not that you yeah. look that has you know, that is a big part of it, but it's not all of it. You know, when we start to yeah. pay attention and we show ourselves respect, we feel better about ourselves. And ultimately that's where your inner confidence comes from. Not yeah. you know, not a, a six pack on the beach with a lot of people who don't pay you any attention and have absolutely no idea who you are. And unless you're getting papped, yeah. <laughs> you know, <when> and <laughs> you're gonna be on the front cover of a magazine. Um, you, know, most of it is, you know what what do most people remember about a family holiday
0: it's yeah. not what
1: bikini they wore or what what trunk you know how confident they felt in their trunks is what yeah. they did when they were on holiday and the memories of that holiday not you know it's such a small part of it isn't it but yeah it's yeah, a, a bigger
0: picture i can't remember the last time my missus said well you look really good on that holiday over you know Remember that place where we just got like absolutely drunk and ate loads of food? <laughs> you know, yeah, those no are the me- the
1: Nobody says to you, "Do you remember that holiday ten years ago where you wore that red bikini and you looked absolutely on?" Nobody says that. They say, "Do you remember yeah. that holiday when we did this, but when we did that, that?
0: excursion, that, that memory, everything <coughs> else?" Yeah. Yeah. Do you
1: absolutely- remember who you were with and where you went.
0: And um, I, I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I've <clears> been <throat> really big, and I've been uh, really small, but. I've been Musclely, so i've been yeah. on it everywhere and actually my middle ground is being able to go out for a few beers and have the bab whilst also just working out and eating salads in the week or eating you know a yeah. healthy balanced diet during the week and where like I actually just live yeah without stressing about anything yeah and that's it's fine
1: it's finding the balance that works for you and and some people are all about the you know being active and eating well because it's important to them and it is a priority to them but for some of us that priority you know and you know i the same for me i've been very small i've been very big i've been you know more muscular i've eaten to lose weight i've eaten to for strength i've eaten to for you know very sort of performance kind of you know that kind of lifestyle and and actually it's you know it's changed it's changed that time for me of okay how how important is this and what is important right now and right now the training and food supports my mental and physical health but it's that's what it that's what it's there for it's it's no more or no less important Than you know, making a living and spending time with people. Do you know what I mean? It's it's got to be in balance now for me. But, you know, there have been years in the past where that was the priority.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's not not for everybody. So actually sacrificing, you know, the uh, uh, very lean body, I know how much work it takes to get that. And actually it's – I'm not emotionally invested in having that. So I'm not going to be putting the – energy the physical and mental energy that's needed to make that happen i'm not going to put into it because i'm not emotionally invested but i am emotionally invested in being fit and healthy so that i can that i can enjoy my life
0: yeah just live a little bit longer and i think yeah for anybody watching this as well i have to say i'm too busy to work out but actually (laughs) if i work out i have a better day so if i take an hour out i'm probably going to gain an extra hour in a day somewhere and yeah. become more productive. Um, so yeah, just go and do your thing. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. Go for a run. Go do some hip training. You know, do whatever, climb a wall, whatever. <laughs> just, yeah. You know. And it sometimes have really...
1: we, sometimes about... we have to force that physical state change, and yeah. that that also helps with a uh, you know the, the mental state change too. So yeah, yeah, definitely important. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well. Um, Talk, you were talking a little bit about um, sort of what people, people being sort of, sort of, not self-obsessed, self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, and I want to go on to, this is a bit, bit more of a personal one for me, really, is imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. about this. Is I'm very much, I suffer from imposter syndrome. I might not know it because I just put myself out there, and I don't care. But I'm very much like, there's a box, that's my imposter syndrome. I can just go over there. Let's carry on, because whatever mm-hmm. anybody thinks of me. I know when it comes to video, a lot of people don't, like, putting themselves out because they feel like if they put their face and their voice to something they, they're talking about uh, in their industry and they get caught out for it, you know, the whole world's going to fall apart. And, I, you know, it's, again, catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone that is suffering like that, that maybe just needs to get over that or have a little confidence boost in themselves to say, I am. I know what I know. I am who I am and uh, I'm gonna put
1: that out to the world and progress business and life. I would say that actually imposter syndrome, everybody has it. So even like the top people, uh, you know, top people in every industry have imposter syndrome. Um, can I throw a question back at you? Yeah, go for it, yeah, do it. Um, How does imposter syndrome benefit you? Where, where does it work well for you? Where does it become a positive?
0: oh i like that i haven't been asked that before um i think it's a driver for me Mm -hmm. is that actually i'm going to tell myself a hundred times that what i'm saying might be wrong somebody's going to catch her catch me out even though i know and tried and tested what i'm I'm talking about the information i'm giving out to the world but for me that becomes a well i'm going to do it anyway it's empowering to say i don't care actually and the only people that i'm conscious of are my competitors yeah You know, or not even competitors, other people in my industry. I hate the word competitors. Other people in my industry. Um, and what does their opinion matter when I'm actually not talking to them?
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: know what they know. I know what I know. I want to talk to them uh, because very empowering. So that's what self-imposter uh, you know, you know, syndrome uh, does for me. Yeah, it really empowers me. Okay. So it
1: so it has so it has a positive contribution for you. It has. Yeah. Positive...
0: But I know I'm, a, I'm an exception to the rule in terms of that.
1: But I, that's if I it's probably, it's probably I. So for for a lot of people, the the imposter syndrome is if you if you think um, and, and I talk through this a lot with people um in fact i have a ruler here for this purpose so i talk a lot of people about having things in balance and so our behaviors also are something that we need to keep in balance so if imposter syndrome is something overdone what would be the positive behavior that would sit in the middle if it was in balance okay
2: what
0: for me
1: yeah i'm I'm hearing it's something like self-awareness uh yes i think
0: you so you mean when it's good it's bad so, but in the middle
1: oh, oh, too much or not yeah. enough almost so what's the what's the positive behavior or when it's in balance what's the behavior that sits in the middle
0: yeah self-awareness definitely just knowing yeah. what i know and what I'm people of, and that I, I get the i get the results and yeah. actually i can talk about that so yeah definitely
1: so imposter syndrome for a lot of people is the self-awareness overdone Oh, it's okay. just almost like that keeping so when it's in balance, when it's a positive, it keeps keeps things in check. it stops oh, yeah. you from running before you can walk. it stops yeah. you from kind of um, stepping too far out of your comfort zone too soon. so it's almost like that self-preservation
2: yeah. and
1: uh, self awareness in check. So if it's not enough, then it yep. becomes that very limiting. It becomes the almost the limiting beliefs, isn't it, of 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 keeping yourself in that safe space.
2: I appreciate. It.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That. So if, if yeah. imposter, for me, the imposter syndrome quite often is self awareness overdone. So just you just need to dial back the self awareness a little bit and just yeah. like you said, remind yourself that you know you are you've got the experience. You've got the education. You know what you're talking about. You've got the knowledge. You've got the skills. You've got the experience. Yeah. You are in your zone of expertise. Other people yeah. will have their zones of expertise, but you are talking. You are sharing what you know. You're sharing your your learning. Your you know what you have learned. Your skills. Your experience. You're sharing with with people, um, for people to interpret and use as they as they wish. But for most people, the imposter syndrome is that self awareness, self check. Just yeah. a little bit a little bit more than is needed. So it just needs to be dialed back a little bit.
0: Does that make sense? That up. That, yeah, no, absolutely. I always just think it's some sort of crippling fear that people just try and contend with all the time. But actually it's um it's, so, yeah it is part of self awareness. It's really just over yeah, overdone. I think um yeah and you, you don't want to be wrong with you that's it and it's protecting itself
1: almost yeah i think it's sort it's that almost that that second check isn't it of okay who who am i what am i doing here what do what do i know and i think most of us have a bit of a an imposter wobble it's that fear of being found out isn't it? it's that fear yeah. of somebody knowing something that we didn't know and seeing that as a negative but actually somebody knowing something that we don't know yeah. is a learning opportunity so again it's just yeah. every negative onto its head of what's what's the positive you know what's the other uh, the other side of the scale on this what's the yeah. what's the positive for it but yeah i think impo- you know imposter syndrome as uncomfortable as it feels it's because we're not in our comfort zone So the uncomfortableness is because we're out of our comfort zone. We're taking that step. So it's just that check and test of, okay, I'm out of my comfort zone. Okay, is it still within reach? Is this, you know, they they do it with um, kids in schools, don't they? That you have your goal and you have your stretch goal. You know, you have your, like, okay, this is is the small step and this is the biggest step. You know, this is you can go this you can push yourself this a little bit harder or you can push yourself a lot harder and i think the imposter syndrome tends to kick in the more the quicker or the bigger the step outside of the comfort zone the the bigger or the more we feel that imposter syndrome just because we're we're somewhere that's uncomfortable it's new again it's that uncertainty so it's that i think it's that self-awareness that check-in of okay do have i gone too far too soon do I need to yeah. ease off a little bit or actually do I just need to kind of take a deep breath and go do you know what i'm good here it will get easier it will yeah. feel easier just hold that hold that ground hold that space because i'm i am where I am ready to be so
0: that's the sort of progress which is what we should all be going for anyway absolutely
1: yeah and pro and progress and stepping out the comfort zone doesn't feel comfortable so it, that's yeah. Again, it's that self, self-preservation, self isn't it? Wanting to stay safe, wanting to, you know, kind of yeah. keep things nice and easy. But that's it's not where the good shit happens, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, of course.
0: <laughs> that's, that's where people stop, and unfortunately. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, if I could instill in people, just, you know, click my fingers and, yeah. Yeah,
1: you go go back to what's familiar, you go back to what you know, you go back to what's comfortable.
0: Yeah. The thing is, you can always go back there anyway and start again and move, move forward. But, you know, I I wouldn't suggest it, but, you know, try something is my, my point in that one. Is, and I've, I've been very much like that, just try something, see what happens, if it all messes up in the end. You know, so, yeah, um, it's brilliant. OK, yeah, I mean, yeah, imposter syndrome for me, that, that's always a big one. It's and, you know, it's, it's a talking point as well. It's an icebreaker as well. You
1: know? Yeah, I think, <laughs> um, yeah. That, I think it adds into that element of um, coming at things with, you know, that not positioning yourself up here with imposter syndrome we tend to see ourselves a lot lower down which means we're constantly sort of chasing that higher level whereas I think if you didn't have that and you see yourself at the higher level do you look for opportunities to learn or do you think you're already the guru and you already know everything so I, I do think it has it helps us to keep ourselves in check of of being open to you know and I don't know whether it's that that element of being humble
0: in what you do, it just keeps that e- I ego in check, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think so. It's yeah, I I I like what you said about ego because sometimes I'm like, I wish I was just a little bit more arrogant. I like I like the way I am. I'm just like, a little bit more arrogant. What I what I've had achieved more. And when you see it in somebody and I'm like um but actually, yeah, imposter syndrome sort of makes sure. Is it that. is
1: it
0: arrogance though, or is it something else? I always say it arrogant, like yeah, Gordon geckos of the world, you know, the, the stockbrokers, the cocky ones that can achieve anything and nobody can say no to them sort of thing, you know, not like I look up to these people, but, you know,
1: it's that confidence though, isn't it? It's that inner confidence. Yeah. It doesn't matter what anyone says around them, it can yeah. impact what, what's the confidence from, in the inner confidence. Yeah, it can, it's It can't be reached by other people's comments or negativity. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I wonder. If, you know, if that. You know, I'm glad I am. around because, you know, I'm self aware. Self aware of myself, and I'm also. Um, I have a lot of empathy. I love people. I love good, good people, and I. Yeah, you know, I, I never want to lose that touch. You know, I want to be sympathetic towards people's situations, good or bad. Um, but yeah, if you,
1: had, if you had more arrogance. You'd have to. You'd have to give some of that up. I know. And that's
0: why, you know, <laughs> it's just one of these dreams Maybe I'll watch too many movies. I just want to be like the hero of the story. <laughs> I could do that in my own way, I know, but uh, but you know, the Bruce Willis. Yeah, you of, uh, you know, die hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, I but... <laughs> yeah, I can see that.
0: Okay. Um, so last question. This one is you. <clears throat> um you've got 365 days 29th of the 7th 2021 where are you going to be what's your affirmations <laughs> yeah, yeah you, i want yeah this is going to be on uh youtube um, Yeah. let's make some affirmations as to do it. you can okay, go? So this so this
1: this time next year uh so my uh, so From a professional point of view, um, I'm on a coaching course at the moment, so I will be qualified um, uh, on another coaching qualification. That'll be complete, that'll be done. Um, I really, my aim is to kind of really get out there and and get on people's radar. So that audience growth, um, that is is, uh, a top one for me. Um, In terms of delivery, where will we be? So we'll have had, thrive six then we'll go into 2021 so there'll be another three thrive programs delivered yeah. um and lots more lots more one-to-one people that i can get to work with as well so i think that's probably the professional goals yeah. personal goals um i will be starting to work away a little bit more starting to travel a little bit more obviously corona dependent um, but next year, what I would quite like to do is get out and about and visit the UK a little bit more. So just yeah, go, right. and go and visit, um, you know, I, last last year when I went to, to I, and I worked in Cyprus for the month, my whole business went into hand yeah. luggage. Um, so I know it's, it's very doable. So what yeah, I would yeah, like yeah. do is just look at some different places in the UK and kind of book two nights in a hotel or Airbnb. And just go and get a bit of work done. Still see clients. Still, still work, but get out and, and visit a little bit more. And that would be bridging the gap between sort of more global travel later on. But oh, I love it. Yeah. 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 So it's my son's last year in college this next academic year. So then he'll be off to university. So yeah. All that
0: yeah, freedom to
1: you. goals. I think. Um, yeah. Just everything else. Is in a good is in a good place, you know. It's all yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. ticking ticking forward. Um, yeah, travel travel is definitely next on on my list of things. Yeah, that I want to be able to do a bit more. So, uh,
0: anywhere um, in particular?
1: Um, I yeah, kind of South America is definitely somewhere yeah, where I'd right, love yeah. to go. Um, but also there's lots of Europe that really interests me, just because the very different very very different culture anywhere where it's different you know different food different lifestyle different religion different languages um yeah anywhere and i'm really i'm actually looking at the you know the organized expeditions where you do the trekking and and that's i'd like to do one of those next year um looking at places like iceland or you know where you can get to do like Days of trekking and yeah, yeah. in an organised trip because I would be on my own. But yeah, and then that will hopefully then give me a bit more confidence to organise them on my own yeah. in the future. So yeah, definitely, definitely more travel.
0: Um, I, do, I don't want to get too deep into Netflix, but I check. I don't know if you see it, Zac from Down to Earth.
1: Ah, so you're the second person who's recommended that in a Love week. So that's that's. I, I will definitely pin yeah. pin that one. Okay
0: yeah yeah. Have, yeah definitely our um our goals and ambitions and you know i've done quite a bit of traveling but we need to get some other time just have a good conversation and yeah. stuff like that
1: and it's, it's have, have you exciting. got have you got goals
0: for the next 12 months yeah so realistically like everything's going to go remote with me so i want to have and i've already got quite a substantial batch of uh, remote clients i want to get that to 20 regular clients each month. So. Mm-hmm. That's 365 days um, and uh, my website I really want it to be a, a resource of um, you know because there's a lot of people that ask me a lot, <clears throat> a lot of questions that just it's not worth consulting on, it's not worth giving people yeah. you know um, so turning that into you know a, a resource where you know you've got that question okay head to my website now you mm-hmm. really try to build a portfolio of work there and hopefully online courses I want to turn some of my old workshops into online courses yeah um, people badger me about doing it Just get on with it you know i love the in-person but you know, not everybody can do that and also i've got global clients if i put it all online so mm. let's see where that goes 365
1: days that's what i'm working but for i th- think one of the things somebody said to me quite early on is, is y- it's making it more convenient for people to work with you
0: and so that's
1: so. you know the <clears throat> and i i said exactly the same yeah you know that making the website an online resource you know i've i've I think there's over a hundred blogs on there now and yeah, like short yeah. videos and things like that because you know not everybody wants coaching, but some people just need a little bit of support in a particular area. Yeah, yeah, so
2: yeah.
1: just having a worksheet and a short video for a couple of quid on there helps yeah. helps people solve their problems, but they don't need they don't need to connect with me necessarily to be able to do that. So it's a that way That's of right. yeah. passing the information on, isn't it, without yeah, you can do that with a lot more when it's online rather than booking in calls with people
0: precisely. With people as well.
1: And some people like to do it from a distance, not everybody wants to spend time with us, yeah. Day, but yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah I can appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's just paying off the masses, it's not even up, but, yeah a you hopefully, I'll make money. It's unfortunate that, but it's not a massive money making thing, it's because uh, yeah. there's a lot of things that I know people need and it will help them in their life and their business. So if I can, yeah. You know, offer it out to the world then i'm doing my bit you know um and you know hopefully everybody prosperous that's the i want for everybody you know uh all the good people in the world there are people you know, but you know all the good people
1: yeah, uh,
0: yeah that's it
1: <laughs> brilliant oh what great questions
0: uh thank you yeah no I, oh, really so you. I mean you gave me some great answers um yeah really just made me think about a lot of things as well so i I, yeah yeah you're, you're just like an absolute box full of knowledge aren't you or you know the you, so um, <laughs> you know but you're you coming here from an emotional level rather than a sort of um whilst you have your, your, your strategies and i, I know you're, you're good at that i know you work with clients and do a great job with them um you definitely come at it from an emotional level which is what, all anybody wants you know it's not yeah. you're going to take my money give me a few wise words and kick me out the door you're yeah, I've known you for long enough now to know that, you know, your compassion, your care, empathy, yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: that's
0: what comes first and it, it feels like it. So oh, you've done a great job, you. you've done an amazing job.
1: Oh, yeah. that's very kind. Thank you so much for your time today. I will pop links of how people can contact you and see your very cool video. I love the one with Mario. So we'll, oh, we'll put the in you. so people can um, connect. To you who are watching this back but thank you so much for your time and amazing questions um thank and so t- uh, next week we move into a, so a new month new topic so we go into a month of relationship with yourself and others wow. and doreen is first up so i am um, it. what name. questions because um, am you know self-improvement self-awareness
0: yeah
1: yeah means a huge reader and like very, very kind of interested in lots of areas. So I'm really interested in what questions uh, you're with. So, I'll take the link, yeah. um, so people can see when the next one is, um, yeah. and this will go out on YouTube, IGTV, and we'll check it up on LinkedIn as well, so people can cross-connect. Um, but Maybe. thank you so much for your time. So, um, rest of your day. Good
0: luck with all of this. Amazing. Thanks,
1: uh, okay. Wait a minute.